Welcome to the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Nate and I are going to go over some big matchups to watch for in Week 18, the final regular season games of the NFL season. Which teams are on the brink and which teams need help getting that final playoff push. It's all coming up next here, folks, on the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Nate. Peter. Good morning, my friend, my brother. Good morning, brother. How are you doing on this fine Saturday? Oh, just kicking back and relaxing, man. Kicking back and relaxing. We're going to get started here. He's Nathan Sheridan. I'm Deontay Pete. This is the Money Shot Sports Podcast. It's it's been a few weeks, and we hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. Um, so we dive into the new year resolutions and what the what to watch for and what to expect for this year. So, Nate, any uh, any big New Year's resolutions for you? Pretty much just keep grinding and try and like probably work out a lot, a little bit more, lose some weight. Last year I gained a lot of weight and stuff. Just little stuff. I mean, I got a job that's that I have a really good job. So I'm just sort of trying to make my out of work life better. Pretty much. That's pretty much my outlook on it. Yeah. Good man. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a good, good mindset to have. I know myself, I'm, you know, the, it, it, I wouldn't say it's much of a cliche, but if you stick to it, I mean, I, I think people who tend to go the weight loss route, a lot of people, a lot of people will have some success with it. So uh, for those of you who, who plan to make that change, um, uh, nothing but positive vibes to you guys. I know I plan on making the change and, um, and, uh, seeing where it leads for me. Uh, obviously my job looks like a promotion is probably on the horizon for myself. So I'm pretty excited for that. I'm just staying patient and, um, riding the wave. So we dive in here, Nate, and we, we, we talk a little bit about the, what's going on in sports and, I know Monday night, and it's kind of been something that's been – it's going to be about a week old come Monday, but the Bills and the Bengals, DeMar Hamlin, safety, we heard, we all heard a little bit about him, had cardiac arrest on the field there in Paycor Stadium, um, a very important game there. But this is this is not just about the game. This is about this young man who um, no one knew what happened. He made a hit, got up, and then just, just collapsed to the ground. So – Everyone is showing support for Demar Hamlin, six-round pick out of Pittsburgh. So, uh, being a being a Steelers fan, you know, I I was able to watch Mike Tomlin say, "Hey, I, you know, him him Demar Hamlin being a a Pittsburgher, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's known he's known Hamlin since he was twelve years old. So, uh, you know, the respect that Mike Tomlin gives for for uh, the players that he knows and their families." Um, is 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 very heartfelt. So, uh, as as for what's next, there's there's been talks about the the game will not resume. They've they've decided to not continue the game. However, there's been questions and different scenarios looming about how are they going to move forward from this. Now, I've I've been told and and heard that they they might play an AFC Championship game at a neutral site. And I heard Indianapolis turned down the request to to make that happen. And everyone everyone knows that Indianapolis, Indiana, that I think Indiana in general, 
or Indianapolis. Let me let me just say Indianapolis. I think, I think Indianapolis has some has some of the good sports facilities. They just did a three hundred sixty million dollar renovation to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. The uh, Lucas Oil Stadium has has been a really nice stadium for a long time. So that's why Indianapolis has been able to host a lot of NCAA events, uh, uh, NFL, and all that all that other good stuff. So it's it, it's very good to see that they're 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 trying to bring that. Uh, excitement and entertainment to Indianapolis, but obviously business is business. They don't want to. They don't want to do the request. So that's 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 another thing. So, and I also heard that the the home way game would be decided by a coin flip. So that's that's something to just watch out for uh, for the next week and and as we roll into the playoffs. So, speaking of playoffs, Nate, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big, crucial final week in the NFL. Got a couple games playing a day. And a couple teams fighting for uh, teams that are already in the playoff picture, fighting for placement. So, Nate, today we got a couple games for you, and it, you got an AFC West matchup. It's the Kansas City Chiefs are thirteen and three going up against the Las Vegas Raiders, and then it's the uh, important Tennessee Titans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And quickly, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this Chiefs Raiders game and. The, the Raiders have have basically sounds like they're moving on from Derek Carr and that he they they let him go from the team like he just you know kind of walked away from the team for a bit because hey they're there's they have nothing to play for right now they're starting Jared Stidham uh, who played last year last couple of years at, uh, at, at New England so Jared Stidham has a has a background played at played his college football at Auburn and he will be getting the starting role for, for the Vegas Raiders uh, tonight in this matchup. Kansas City, on the other hand, we know how Kansas City has been all year, a, a, a very phenomenal football team with, uh, with a lot of talent. You talk about guys, the quarterback Pat Mahomes, guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, who's, 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 uh, who's improved a lot, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's out, but they also have Jarek McKinnon, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, defense has stepped up a lot so then you can't forget Travis Kelsey one of the, arguably one of the best tight ends in all of football so Nate walk me through this I mean it the Chiefs win they're 14 and three however we're not sure how that seeding is going to go but right now right now the Chiefs have the number one seed and there's different scenarios on how some of these other teams can get what your Cincinnati's your 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 Buffalo Bills so Nate, I think if the Chiefs lose, and I and I think the Bengals win, and I think there has to be a Bills loss. I think the Bengals can still clinch the number one seed, if I'm not mistaken. Now, that all could change, but like I said, right now, let's just let's just play it as if, um, you know, we're talking right now as Kansas City has a number one seed, and then you're gonna have you're gonna have Buffalo, and then you have Cincinnati. So. Nate, how how does this number one seed play out? And if they do add another team, as 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 what they've been talking about, an eighth team instead of a seventh team, they do add an eighth team, then no one gets a buy. So, I I I'm, I'm trying to understand the, the the concept. I don't know if you've heard too much about it, but I mean, what what's your take on 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 how this playoff scenario would go along as we talk about this this Chiefs Raiders matchup? 
Yeah, Pete, this matchup and the playoffs right now, and I'm just going to say as a side note, I didn't say anything about DeMar. Um, uh, keep him in your prayers. We're happy that he's doing well. But back to that, uh, the playoffs, yeah, man, I've read that there's going to be an eight-team thing and there's not going to be a bye week. This is a big – it's so mixed up right now that it's hard to understand for a lot of it. Like, you can read into it, and there's so many different rules and what's going to happen. And uh, I, if the Chiefs win today, I think they will be the number one seed. And I feel that the Bills will be probably the second and Bengals third. I I don't know, man. It's, it's very confusing to me on what's going to happen because I, I – like like, we've never seen this before. We've never – had it to where a team's game just got canceled and we've never seen an eight team thing in the AFC, which I feel like would be an unfair advantage if they don't do it on the NFC side as well, because, you know, they get a bye week over on the NFC side and the AFC just has to completely run the table and not take a break until you get to the pro bowl. Uh, I don't know how this will work out, Pete. This is going to be interesting. I, I'm honestly shocked, and I don't know. They're trying their best, and I give them credit because this is really confusing, and they were dealing with the situation on about DeMar and all them trying to figure out about all that all week. So I don't know, man. This affects a lot of things. Uh, that I think, though, P, I'll, I think the Chiefs will be number one, Bills two, Bengals three, and then they'll just bring in the A team. And I don't, it's going to have to be a team that's already eliminated that probably just got eliminated probably a week or two ago, which and I wouldn't know. Well, and if they do that, then that, then that brings in more quite like, you know, that's that, that brings in like maybe a New York Jets team or like you mentioned, one of these other teams that are, that have already been eliminated. Now I know, I know in the hunt right now, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's the number two team in the hunt. So Pittsburgh, the, the the Steelers can still make the playoffs if they win the day. Miami has to lose to the Jets, and Buffalo has to beat New England. So, um, uh, uh, that you know, just a lot of scenarios throw out there. But as we begin to talk about this Chiefs Raiders, I, I I don't want to harp too much on this matchup because I, I I'm pretty confident that Andy Reid's going to throw his starters out there and until until otherwise. I, I think I think. They they might get up early and and might might ride in with those backups, but I I, I plan on the road in Vegas. I I just I, I think the Chiefs the Chiefs I, I here's how I'll say it. The Chiefs have something to play for, but they don't have something to play for. Meaning that win or lose, it's not going to hurt them. So if they win, it's going to benefit them, obviously record wise. But if they lose, it's not it's not going to tumble them out. So, but however, the Bills could still take that spot if they win, plus the Chiefs lost, and I think the Bengals have to lose because of the because the Chiefs beat or the the Bills beat the Chiefs earlier this year, and then the and then it was the it it was the Bengals beating the Chiefs as as well. So, like I said, a couple scenarios there. But Nate, in this matchup, Jarrett Sims, your Jarrett Sims, your starting quarterback. I'm taking the Chiefs in this matchup. Yeah, Pete, this is a pretty easy pick. I, I'm i also going to pick the Chiefs. Uh, I think that the Raiders have scapegoated uh, Derek Carr. I'm just going to add that. Honestly, if you look in the past two years, he's not been a 
horrible quarterback, but he hasn't been like top five. He's like arguably top 10, maybe top 13, 13 to 10 area. And they scapegoated him with all the talent they've had this year. You know, Darren Waller got hurt again. Uh, Hunter Renfro got hurt. They brought in Devontae. Josh Jacobs is having a career year because he's his contract's up and they didn't sign him for his uh, fifth-year option. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I'm, I blame a lot of this on the owner and the coach because that coach that they have, he, he's coached before and he wasn't good. So the Raiders organization right now in full is not very good. And I hope Derek Carr gets a chance to go somewhere where there's at least some talent around him and has a chance to compete because he's, he's a very competitive quarterback. And I feel bad for him, man. He loved Oakland but or Las Vegas, and I don't know, man. This is going to be very interesting, but, yeah, Pete, I'll take the Chiefs. I think they're going to – there's no one this week, I believe, that are sitting their starters. No one. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs, Pete. Nate's taking the Chiefs in a big matchup over the Raiders, and – Nate, we quickly talk about McDaniel's and uh, you know the the head coach. You know he was a longtime offensive coordinator with Bill Belichick in New England. Won won a number of championships, but you know I just think that when you go from being an OC to a head coach, that that the the transition can be kind of tough. And it's one thing to go from being a head coach to a head coach at another team because you've you've already got that you've already got that ceiling under your belt. I've been a head coach for this these guys for eight eight plus years, whatever we woo. But I, I think it's just it's just a tough it's it's tough to go from being like a defensive coordinator to a to a head coach or a special teams coordinator to a to a defensive coordinator. I mean I, I just the transition process for that is just tough. But if you're a head coach, head coach, uh to team to team, I, I think that's it makes the transition a lot smoother. So Nate, AFC South matchup. It's this is a crucial game here. Um, it's the the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nate, we talk about the Jaguars and their identity and where they were a couple of years ago. Of course, Urban Meyer uh, was was the was the head coach and was canned after uh, uh, fifteen minutes. And Trevor Lawrence, they drafted, and he last year, of course, as a rookie, uh, didn't didn't play to his best ability, but. He showed signs of improvement, and he four touchdowns, uh, eight interceptions, thirty nine hundred yards passing. This team, though though the record speaks for itself, but they've they've been in ball games and they've they've won they've won crucial ball games. Nate, we go back to we we go back to earlier this year uh, when they knocked off the Baltimore Ravens. They knocked off the Dallas Cowboys, so they they've got they've got big wins, and uh, you know I I think that for this for this team they've they've been able to win five of their last six ball games, and Doug Peterson's kind of got these guys in a in a in a okay I know where this team is I know where this team is heading I know where this team is trending and it's gonna it's gonna be upward I think Trevor Lawrence is. Um, you know, give him another off season as well. He comes back. Maybe that, maybe that twenty four touchdowns turns into twenty eight to thirty touchdowns. Maybe that interceptions drop down the to 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 five or four interceptions. I mean, we just don't know. And what I've noticed as these rookie quarterbacks get in the league, and I know that the the rookie year is not is they're they're not going to go out their rookie year and ball out. We we all know that. 
I mean, let them go out there. Let them learn. They're going to throw interceptions. Let them throw the interceptions. That's that's part of that's part of learning the system. We talk about we talk about guys like Joe Burrow, who has rookie year. He he threw he threw for at least over twelve interceptions his rookie year. Let him throw it. Look what he did. The, look what he did the next year. He got better. And then the year the following the, the next year after that he took he took his team he he took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl now he's probably he's probably one, he's probably a top today in this league he's probably a top ten quarterback um so you you get you gotta you gotta let them grow and if they don't grow then 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 there's no they're they're never gonna get better so um, look at Josh Allen his rookie year he went through the same uh, growing pains and. But look at him now. He's a gazelle. He's 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 a human cheat code. So things of that nature. So I, I think back to this matchup, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Christian Kirk. They got they got Travis Etienne. This is a this is a Jaguars team that's trying to rebuild that identity from the 2016 2017 season when they had the best defense in the NFL and. They had an okay quarterback in Blake Bortles. They had they had Leonard Fournette, and they had a couple wide receiving pieces, um, uh, Allen Robinson being one of them. But you look on the other side of the ball, you got the Tennessee Titans who don't have a starting quarterback. They're, they're rolling with Josh Dobbs, I'm pretty sure. And, and Derrick Henry's been hurt. Mike Vrabel, they've lost eight games in a row, and they started out the season like 7-3. and three. So, Nate, walk me through this matchup because I think the the winner of this game will likely win the division and um, secure their spot in the playoffs. So, Nate, I I think in this matchup, I I I'm not liking the direction that the Titans have been heading. I I think it's just trending downward. And I've and I've talked to a few people about what if Mike Vrabel gets fired? What if Mike Vrabel loses his job after this year? You know, like just questions looming, right? But I see a Jaguars team that's young, talented. They have all they. They're probably a couple players away. They're probably a year away from being a a a, a 10, 11, 12 win team. So, Nate, in in this matchup, I'm thinking the Jags. But I want to hear it from your side on 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 uh, this this whole how this whole matchup will play out and what it means for both teams. Yeah, Pete, this is going to be a really fun matchup. I was talking to a couple buddies about it also. And they're like, well, is it really – because, you know, we're friends with a bunch of Colts fans. And, bro, is it really going to be that big of a game? I'm like, yeah, it's for your division. This literally is the game to decide who wins your division and who could possibly be a wild card or eliminated and all that. I believe that right now the Jacksonville Jaguars are on a hot streak and Trevor Lawrence is starting to show what we all believed when he came out of his draft class as a top prospect. He's playing amazing right now. He's had a b- couple bad games, a couple eh, mad games, but he's been doing really well lately. And I love Trevor Lawrence, and I'm happy that the Jacksonville Jaguars are finally starting to look good. Christian Kirk's doing well. I know a lot of people criticized his big contract before the season, but he's starting. He's playing really well. You got Zay Jones. He's starting to show out with them. Evan Ingram. He left the Giants, and they criticized him because. He dropped a lot of passes, and, man, him and Trevor Lawrence, they look like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey right now. So, and with Travis Etienne, that's he's a beast in the backfield. Without James Robinson holding him back, he's getting all the reps. Uh, this matchup, Pete, is going to be very interesting. Derrick Henry just came off 
the injury report, he will be playing. So the Titans will have him at least because I don't, I don't have a problem with Joshua Dobbs. I know that he is a very smart guy. I've read reports that like he went to like Harvard or something or something similar to that. He just well, he, he went he, to he went to Tennessee, but he's he he's a he's a, he's a four point oh grade point average kid at Tennessee, and he uh, I think he was studying for for uh, to be an astronaut, and he's yeah. he was yeah. he was drafted by the Steelers in the in the fifth round in two thousand sixteen. So yeah. Yeah, and he's a he's a really good guy. There's a lot of people fond of him, even though you know he's not really. I think he's a quality backup, quality third string guy. But right now, the Tennessee Titans are in complete shambles. I am very confident that the Jaguars will win this game. Their defense is starting to step up. Doug Peterson has these young guys believing in themselves, and this team, honestly, Pete, them and the Chargers. If they get in, those are the two dark horse teams I would not want to play in the playoffs is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers. But, yeah, about the Mike Vrabel thing, I don't think you can fire him. I mean, what you can't really blame him. Derrick Henry's been injured this year. Ryan Tannehill, even though he isn't particularly the best quarterback in the league, he fell down probably to the top 20 quarterback range. He's... He's all right. They don't have any weapons. Once they let A.J. Brown go, they have, like, no wide receivers. They went and picked up Robert Woods, who's coming off a torn ACL. He hasn't done anything. Traylon Burks is a shining point as a rookie. He's shown sparks. I like him. And Derrick Henry's starting to get up there in age. But, man, you can't rely on Derrick Henry anymore just alone. I mean, he's a beast. He's still doing great, but he's getting up there in age to where his legs are going to start going and Mike Vrabel man he's passionate his teams always are in the game man they're always competing even if they don't win so I don't believe he's on the hot seat I don't there's no way he had one bad season after winning the AFC I'm pretty sure being like the number one number two seed the past two years there's no way you just fire him off this so but yeah I think that Trevor Lawrence and the Jags will get it done they'll win their division and they'll be a scary outing for whoever faces them in the playoffs. Nate's taking the Jags and Trevor Lawrence in a matchup to win the AFC South. So those games will be played today. Saturday games, 430 will be the Chiefs and Raiders at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. And 815 at night will be the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars playing that game at TI Bank Field. In Jacksonville, Nate, we get our schedule for Sunday together and look at some games that are going to be going on and crucial playoff matchups. And uh, we start with the first game our schedule will be the the Cleveland Browns seven and nine. They're going to be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are eight and eight. Nate, I will be attending that game. I'll be leaving for Pittsburgh in a couple hours to uh, to go to that game for Sunday. But Nate, quick, let's talk about this Pittsburgh Steelers team and what they were at the beginning of the season to where, where they are now. And beginning of the season, week one, they get that big win over the Bengals. Uh, they, they, they were able to win in overtime. Everyone's thinking, oh, Pittsburgh this. They get four interceptions on Joe Burrow. Week two, they fall to – week two, they, 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 they fall to the, the Patriots. They lose by three to the Patriots. They also lose T.J. Watt for about six to eight weeks. Trubisky's still their quarterback. 
week three, they lose on the road at Cleveland. Week four, they lose at home to the the, the, the Browns. Week five, week five, they they lose to the uh, let's say they they lose to the Jets. They lose to the Bills. They were able to get a win against the the, the Buccaneers. Then it's just this lose to the Dolphins, lose to the Eagles. They beat the Saints. Lost to the Bengals, beat the Colts, beat the Falcons, lost to the Ravens, beat the Panthers, beat the Raiders, beat the Ravens. So, Nate, they're they're trending in back to back weeks, and they're on a they're riding the they're riding the three game win streak right now. And you know, Kenny Pickett takes in the the starting quarterback role against the Jets, and it's almost like it was one of those we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. So, Kenny Pickett. The last couple of weeks has back-to-back game-winning drives as Pittsburgh football. That's that's how they play, and they went from being a three and seven team, Nate, to an eight and eight team. Hopefully, to avoid Mike Tomlin's first losing season. But Nate, you wouldn't have talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers making the playoffs seven, eight weeks ago, right? Everyone was saying this is going to be rebuild rebuild year, which in, in some technicality it is. You got a new quarterback. You got new weapons. I I also believe that Kenny Pickett has shown signs of improvement since he's become the quarter the starting quarterback. He he's got six touchdowns, nine interceptions, but he hadn't he he threw the bulk of his interceptions his first like four to five games as a starting quarterback. So you you've seen growth opportunity. He's had clutch game-winning drives. Nate, I like the direction that this Pittsburgh Steelers team is heading. Now now you know who your true starting quarterback is. You just have to get him ready for the future. You got Najee Harris. You got George Pickens. You got Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. You got a couple guys in that wide receiving core, Calvin Austin, a guy that they drafted in the fourth round last year, quick speedster. But they got to they gotta find pieces, missing pieces to this defense and this offensive line, which I think they're going to go after in the draft. But Nick, Mike Tomlin is obviously one of the best coaches when it comes to being a motivator. He he doesn't like dealing with BS. He's a straightforward guy, and he'll he'll every a lot of people in the league respects him. Now on the other side of the ball, you have Kevin Stefanski and a and a Cleveland Browns team that doesn't have anything to play for. But spoilers happen, Nate, and I've, we've seen it happen before in in, in football. So. I, I heard yesterday that Jadavian Clowning was sent home for criticizing the Browns team and will likely not play on Sunday. Now, doesn't mean that they still have Miles Garrett, which they do, but Browns defense has been okay. Their offense has been shaky since they've had Deshaun Watson, but they have good running backs. They have a couple, they have a couple solid wide receivers. So Nate, in this matchup, it's a crucial crucial matchup for Pittsburgh. They're riding the three-game win streak. They've won uh, five of their last six games. I, I I think it's important to say that Pittsburgh gets this win at home, knowing that they have something to play for as opposed to the, the Cleveland Browns. Nate, I'm taking – I'm riding with my Pittsburgh Steelers in this matchup at home. Yeah, Pete, I, I figured that. You've got to ride with your team, and your team's honestly on the fight for that playoff spot in the wild card. Yeah, I like what your team's been up to, man. You know, at the start of the season, we were always talking about my man, Money Mitch, Trubisky, and how 
he was so like, oh man, he could be the answer. He's not. He's a quality backup. I like him. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's a good media guy. He's a great leader when it comes to just knowing ethics and stuff in the locker room and all that. But I like what Kenny Pickett's been up to, man. Your team is a run-first team. Power hit you in the mouth. Sort of what we ran in high school, Pete. Just run the ball, throw short passes, and just keep the ball and burn clock. I like what your team was up to. And thanks to your boy Najee, I won my fantasy championship. Can't lie. Felt good. But it was interesting to me is that how is how your team is, you know, Kenny Pickett didn't start so well this season and there was a lot of high criticism on him, which was granted. But then you notice he got hurt. He had like a concussion. He missed, I think, a game. Then he came back. And I think after they traded Claypool, they're finally giving it to Kenny Pickens, which is great. I saw a couple passes last week where they were forcing it to him, which some were caught, some were not. There weren't picks. The game was close against a great Baltimore Ravens defense. I can't lie. Even without Lamar, they even if their offense kept the ball, just like they do the same offense as the Steelers, but their defense, I feel, is the reason that they're in the playoffs right now in Baltimore. But, yeah, man, your team is really good. And Cleveland, yeah, I saw the Jadavian thing. He said that he wasn't going to re-sign. And then he started criticizing the team, so they sent him home. I feel like there's a lot of players right now being sent home. You know, Derek Carr got sent home. Marcus Mariota got sent home. There's a lot of players just starting to come out on their team and criticize. But Cleveland, I don't – Deshaun is not playing well. I am very irritated that they they did not – put Jacoby back in I understand Deshaun hasn't been playing up to his contract and I understand he's missed probably what year and a half to two years with the allegations and him sitting out when he was with the Texans Jacoby balled out and that offense was like easily probably 17 to 25 points a game and now they're like 10 to 13 they're barely getting the ball they're not riding on Nick. Ch- they're stopping the run and forcing Deshaun to throw. I don't like what Cleveland's doing. I think they're just going to sit, take a loss, basically tank their last game and try and get a better pick. I like your team, though, Pete. I think if the Steelers get in there, that's dangerous for one reason. TJ Watt and Najee Harris. I just Your team is going to be a hard outing, and Mike Tomlin's going to get your guys to compete and hit them in the mouth. So, yeah, Pete, I'm going to take your Pittsburgh Steelers. I really do like what you guys are doing now. Nate's riding with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, Nate, I, I just think that it's 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 the growth opportunity that the Steelers have had. I mean, they've, they've won games. They've lost games. But they, they've shown size of improvement. The run game has been better. They've been able to throw the ball more to George Pickens. And though – though he doesn't have a touchdown on the season, Deontay Johnson leads the league in receptions. So – um, some key things to watch out for and as the Steelers team begins to um, like I said grow and for the other side of the ball you got the like I said you got the Cleveland Browns who are who are you know Deshaun Watson's only has this is his this will be his fifth and final game he's been able to play but we haven't seen too much out of him like how he was how he played in in, in Houston and he balled out in Houston when he did 
Um, but I, I think just early on, just you know, he I think it was just too much of hey, it's I'm late in the season, like I'm trying to help my team get in the playoffs, but here's here's what's going on. So uh, our next game on the schedule, Nate, it'll be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. Nate, the Buccaneers currently have a, uh, the division lead there in the NFC South. The Falcons don't have anything to play for. Uh, but the Buccaneers, Nate, will, will if they win the day, they'll, they'll, they'll win their division. And, well, they've already won the division, but they'll make the playoffs as a 9-8 and eight team. Or if they lose today, they'll, they'll still be in the playoffs as, <laughs> as an 8-9 team. So the Buccaneers, Nate, a, a team that won the Super Bowl a couple of years back and and a team that you would talk about being a 10, 11, 12 win team is now a eight to nine win team, Nate. And I, I don't know if that goes just beyond the, the coaching. I mean, Todd Bowles in his first year as a head coach for for the Bucks, he 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 was the coach for the Jets for a little while, didn't have a whole lot of success there, but Nate, do you think that the the Tom that Tom Brady, it depends on what happens in this playoffs, whether he they go far or um, they're one and done. Do you think do you think this is the end of Tom Brady, and what do you think the Falcons can look for for the future and 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 a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter? Yeah, Pete, this is going to be a pretty much you know what you said. Bucks are in for Tom Brady, honestly. This isn't it. He's not done. I've read reports that he wants to be traded out if he comes back or if he plays another year. He There's speculation he wants to go either to Las Vegas, since, you know, Derek Carr's out. They could do a package where Derek Carr goes to Tampa and Brady goes there and plays with all that talent up there and plays with his old coach McDaniels. Or I, I just – Brady, I feel like, you know, we saw him retire for, I don't know, a month and then come back. He's the old man who just never goes away. He's that guy at work that, hey, guys, I'm retiring. Oh, uh, well, well, there he is. He's back. You can call him the Undertaker if you would. <laughs> yeah, man, he's the Undertaker. He never he, – you don't put that man down. That man will go on his own time, and I feel like he has a lot more free time and everything after all the stuff he dealt with earlier in the season off and on the field. But I like – this team is going to be very dangerous in the playoffs because no, you do not ever want to play Tom Brady in the playoffs. He just flips a switch and that dude, and they got so much talent. Honestly, I'm surprised they weren't forcing the ball to Mike Evans. You know, Pete, Mike Evans, the last game against Carolina, that's like the first game like I've actually really heard of Mike Evans all season. He hasn't really done anything. Chris Godwin hasn't done anything. Leonard Fournette's taking a step back. None of their running backs have done anything. Their tight ends aren't doing anything. But I like what they're doing. I think they're getting more healthy. And I think I, I saw that Byron Leftwich, their coach, came out and was like, oh, well, you know what? You guys keep writing us off and all this other stuff. And, like, you guys are making things up. We're a good team. Okay. To have your teams back is one thing. Your team hasn't been good all season. Your record speaks for itself. You're like 500, possibly going below 500 going into the playoffs. Your division was the worst in the whole league. And, yeah, Pete, I think Tom Brady will stay maybe a year or one to two more years, I believe, unless he just says, yeah, I'm done. There's no point to play. Um, But I do not think he will be in Tampa next year. 
but for Desmond Ritter and the Falcons, they they have a they have a place to grow, I believe. They I don't think that quarterback's the guy. I don't think Ritter is the guy. Um, Mariota's gone. He's already said once he found out Ritter was there, they walked him out. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'd rather just not play or be near the team. Cordell Patterson, he's a stud, but he's he's getting up there in age and his injuries are going up and up. So I'm thinking that they'll probably go either pick up a running back in the offseason or draft one to try and grow him behind him and have him teach him. And I like Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has done nothing. He He's not a bust in any means, but that man literally has done nothing all season. That man came into the league, and they're like, oh, he could be the next uh, Tony Gonzalez or Gronkowski. The dude has done nothing, and he has all these attributes. I don't think they're using him well enough. And, you know, they traded Calvin Ridley. He's gone, but they got that wide receiver. Oh, man, that name's space in me, Pete. What's that guy's name? That wide receiver. Oh. Drake London. Drake London. Yeah, he's a great piece. That's a great young talent. And I think that coach is on the hot seat. I don't think he will be fired this year. He'll have one more year. But, Pete, it doesn't matter what if they get – say they go get – like somehow they get – maybe they get Derek Carr or somebody. What does it matter? Their defense is not good. That Atlanta defense is very bad. Probably – bottom five in the league they always allow a lot of points they're always in shootouts they're like the lions but their offense can't keep up so there's a lot of shining points for the falcons but there's going to be a big question mark about the quarterbacks they're going to need to add another receiver with drake london they're going to have to figure out how kyle pitts is going to be able to do anything get him into a system that works for him and get Cordell or get a running back to be a prodigy to Cordell Patterson, have him sit behind him and learn from him. And hopefully he can take off. Maybe it's Tyler Alliger. I don't know. He's, he shined, but I don't think he's the answer either. We'll see Pete. I don't know. The Falcons are a team that is unique and I don't know there, there's not a lot of shining points, but there are, I can't really explain it, but for this matchup, Pete, I'm going to go ahead and take the Buccaneers. Nate's taking the Buccaneers, and you talk about the growth between the Falcons and, you know, where where they were as a franchise like eight-plus years ago to where they are now. I mean, obviously nobody remains on that team, but, you know, you you go back to having the the old days of of, of, uh, when they had Matt Ryan and, you know, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and 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 this team was this team was rocking, but now it's otherwise, and um, that's 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 what we've been able to discover with this franchise. So, Nate, as we move along, we have a uh, uh, AFC East matchup be the New England Patriots and the uh, Buffalo Bills. Nate, obviously the. The the Bills are going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder, but they they're, they're they're playing for they're playing for playoffs, and you know they're also playing for for their long fellow Demar uh, Hamlin. So a lot of, a lot of emotions going to be on this game, but you know a lot a lot for them to prevail from. Patriots Nate don't the Patriots Nate they've 
they've looked okay in some aspects of their of this season, but they have also looked kind of eh in in other areas. So I think this is going to be a good matchup. But Nate, I I think ultimately the Bills they know they have something to play for. They have something big to play for. I I don't think there's much to say about this matchup. I I think the Bills get it done at home. Yeah, Pete, it's a pretty easy prediction. I'm also going to go with the Bills, but, uh, yeah, the Bills are going to play with a lot of emotion this game. There's going to – is this – I'm just curious, Pete, is this in New England? It's, or it's, is in, it's in Buffalo. Buffalo, this is going to be a very loud crowd. They are about to be yelling DeMar's name. This is going to be very emotional. You're going to see players pop off. Oh, yeah, Pete, this is going to be a game to watch, honestly, because New England, I believe, is still fighting for the playoffs as well. So, but I don't trust Mac Jones. I don't trust that offense. All they got for Mondre. I think Buffalo's just going to come in and they're going to steamroll them out. So, yeah, Pete, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Nate's taking the Buffalo Bills in a, in a, in a big matchup here at home. Nate, we talk about the the next matchup on our schedule it's a it's a NFC North matchup be the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears they the Vikings got completely embarrassed last week against the against the Packers but you know playoff position is 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 crucial i think they have the number 3 spot right now no they have the number 2 spot right now number 2 number 3 i can't remember i think Dallas might be ahead of them by a game but currently hold a top spot in the in the in the playoffs and you know for the bears it's it's all about growth and and development and i think that's they're looking they're looking ahead for the future they're i don't think i don't i haven't heard that they're going to take a quarterback in the draft I think they're going to ride with justin fields continue to let him grow um but it's crucial that they get some offensive weapons to, to, to help him and for that for that franchise to get back on track to get to where they need to be Nate, uh, another one of those playoff games where you have a high seed versus a team that's not in the, in the playoff race. I, I think the Vikings have a lot to show for and a lot to play for on Sunday. They're also playing on the road in Chicago where the weather in the wintertime is not fun there. So I I, I want to say I, I, I think the Bears are going to put it all on the line here. I, I, I think I'm going to take the Bears in the upset, Nate. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, nah, Pete, we're tanking. Bears are done. Justin <laughs> Fields is not playing. Nathan Peterman's our starter. And go, go Texans, please win. I want the number one pick. So we can trade it away. Yeah, uh, there's speculation, Pete, about the quarterback thing because I was watching a couple of shows and they're like, yeah, honestly, well, if you can drive Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, why wouldn't you? And, they're like, and I'm like, Justin Fields has proven it. Well, he doesn't throw so much. Get him some wide receiver help. He's been sacked the most, more than any other quarterback all year. Get him some line help. We have nothing. Of course, he's running for his life and running all the time. And it's not taken away from C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, but Justin Fields is our guy. The city of Chicago loves Justin Fields. We're backing him. But nah, Pete, the Bears are, their future is bright, but this season is not. The Vikings need to win. There's a lot of people because, you know, their record says that you'd think, man, this team got to be one of the best in the league. They are really not. They, Their games are always really close. Their defense is not 
they don't keep it consistent all season. I think they're going to be an like a team that gets exited early in the playoffs. But yeah, Pete, I got the Vikings destroying us. I think Nathan Peterman's probably going to go for another five picks and a half, like he did in Buffalo. Yeah, Pete, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Nate's taking the Vikings in a matchup. And and Nate, I think that's that's a that I guess that's a safe pick, right? Because you want <laughs> you, you want to say that your team's growing for the future and they don't have anything to play for, but um but we talk about a crucial AFC or NFC North matchup there. Um, for for seeding one, just for seeding for the Vikes, and and two, just the um, just just to have the Bears as a growth opportunity. Nate, uh, AFC AFC North matchup, it'd be the Baltimore. It's going to be the Baltimore Ravens and the and the Cincinnati Bengals. I heard that Lamar Jackson will be out again, so it'll be Tyler Huntley getting the call. Uh, the Bengals, Nate, holding the third spot in the in the in the playoff race. And, you know, I think the Ravens got set back after that loss last week to Pittsburgh. But I I think that for this game, the Bengals are playing at home, and the Bengals have been able to play exceptionally well at home. Now, the Ravens, we talked about earlier, they have a stellar defense. But if Tyler Huntley can't get the job done, Nate, I'm taking the Bengals and Joe Burrow in this matchup. Yeah, Pete, this matchup's pretty much easy, an easy pick for me, you know, and I might take away from Baltimore. Um, I like Baltimore's defense, and I like Mark Andrews. But I'm just going to say this to you, the Baltimore owner. Give Lamar his money. What are you doing? You're going to let this man walk away because he's not going to sign a franchise tag. He doesn't want to be there. So they're going to have to lose their franchise quarterback. He's about to walk. So – yeah, this matchup's going to be interesting. I bet there's going to be a T. Higgins touchdown in here because, you know, he's gotten a lot of heat about the Hamlin situation. You know, he's the guy that Hamlin tackled, and it wasn't even really a dirty play. No one said that. And, you know, it was just it, – it was a horrible outcome of the situation. But I have Joe Burrow and them getting a W, man. I think – Without Lamar, that offense is completely stifled. Tyler Huntley can only do so much with only one guy to throw to. So, yeah, Pete, I'm going to say pick. Let's go with the Bengals. It's taking the Bengals, and I think it's it's going to be a, it's going to be an emotional game as well. I think you know Tyler Huntley is Ty, Tyler Huntley, young guy. I mean, they they try to develop these 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 Ravens quarterback. They have Anthony Brown, who's their third string quarterback, but they've the the Ravens have started to go to that run. I mean, quarterback quarterback option first. I mean, quarterback run first offense. And when you don't have a quarterback who can accurately throw the ball, then that creates a lot of issues. So, I I, I just I like the Bengals. I like the direction that they're heading. I like the way this franchise has been able to turn the page on, on from the past. So, Nate, we talk about the another AFC South matchup. It's the Two thirteen and one Texans versus the four eleven and one Colts. This game is simply just for draft positioning, so we can just we can just talk about who they're who they're likely going to get in the draft. Uh, one, I think the Colts are going to win the. I think the Colts are going to win this matchup. I think Sam Ellinger 
will will this will probably be his final game as a, as an Indianapolis Colt. Um, but I also think that you know for for the Colts, you for the future for the tradition, right? So they, that's that's kind of like their slogan. But I think they ought to they ought to they got to be able to turn the page, draft a quarterback, and not sit here and settle for a veteran guy that they can sign for a one to two year deal and 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 keep that onslaught of six straight quarterbacks since Andrew Luck retired. Like, and I I think I, I think this I think this is this is a key. This is this is going to be very important for this organization as they move forward because. You know, Nate. As you know, we live in Indianapolis. There's, there's tons of Colts fans that that go to these games on Sundays when they play at home. I mean, I've been the, I've been the three of them this year, and it's been it's been crazy. Um, these fans travel. These fans like to show up and support, even even in even in their weakest moments. So, Nate, I've been told that the Colts could could, depending on what happens. I, I've been heard. I've been told that the Colts could take T.J. Stroud or Will Levis from from Kentucky, and and that's that the Texans could take possibly take Bryce Young um with that number one pick. So Nate, what's your what's your take? I, I mean I, I I for me I, I like Will Levis from Kentucky, but I don't I also don't think that he's a ceiling guy that's gonna that's gonna put the Colts in a good position. When I when I look at Will Levis, I, I see a young Josh Allen who can develop but with Zach Wilson uh, qualities. Right, so I see, I see, I see positives, but I also see negatives. Right, but who knows? Who 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 knows? I mean, you see these you see these quarterbacks; they play really well in college, and then once they get to the NFL, it's either it's hit or miss. They either play really good or they play really bad. Um, so Nate, I I think the Colts will probably go after either one of these two quarterbacks, but I also think that the the Texans have have will likely have Bryce Young locked up. Yeah, Pete, this is gonna be interesting to be. Fairly honest, I have the Texans. I I want the Texans to win this game. That's all I'm going to say. I want the Texans to win. I want the number one pick. So we can trade and get a bunch of other picks. I want the Bears to completely rebuild. And I've read that if the Texans are probably – they're going to get a quarterback. They're going to have to. You know, the quarterback they have isn't horrible. But to be fairly honest, I mean, no matter what quarterback they get, Pete, they're – they're not going to be good, to be fairly honest. I mean, Brandon Cooks doesn't want to be there. Um, the running back isn't happy. Their wide receivers and tight ends are, like, irrelevant besides those two names. I don't know, man. Houston's a big trash fest right now, and I hate to say that. There's nothing positive there. So, it, it's like – I guess they're, you could say they're the new Lions team. It's the team that you get sent to where a bunch of veterans who don't get contracts will go to get just to lay down, just to get retire and make enough money, I guess, at the end of their career. I don't know. For the Colts, I saw that they are, they're going to get Will Levi's. Jim Ursay, I was talking to a couple of my buddies who are Colts fans and, they said Jim Irsay is nuts. Jim Irsay does not go and get quality quarterbacks. He likes Caucasian quarterbacks with big arms. They they are trying to find another Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and they're not they're not. They went and got Philip Rivers. He did all right for a veteran, 
but you know, he only played for a year or two. Carson Wentz was a bust, didn't work. And Matt Ryan, bust, didn't work. Sam Ellinger, not working. It. If I'm the Colts, I would go get C.J. Stroud over Will Levi's. I think he has a higher upside than Will Levi's. And I'm not – that's the thing. They're saying Will Levi's is the next Josh Allen. He's got an arm, but I don't – he's not as big as Josh Allen. Josh Allen's, I think, is a bit taller, probably weighs a lot more. It, Kentucky was not very good, and if you watch their bowl game, he didn't look good. Kentucky got blown out. So, I don't know, Pete. I think that C.J. Stroud should go to the Colts, and I hope they do. I think that'd be cool because they want to get C.J. Stroud, and then they're like, oh, and then we're going to tank, and we're going to get Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. after this year, which Colts will never get the number one pick because I think he'll be the number one or number two pick in the draft next year. But, yeah, Pete, this is going to be a pretty mediocre game. No one, no, They're just all trying to go for draft position, but no one really wins in it. Say the Colts lose, they move, they move up, or they move – yeah, they move up in the position. But if they win, they move down. It's, it's not a win-win for anyone. But I'm going to take the Texans, Pete. I think that Davis Mills is going to go out on a high note, and Lovey Smith, since he's going to get fired, he's going to go out with a W2. So I'm going to take the Texans. Nate's taking the Texans in a matchup over the Colts. And, Nate, as we move along here, we have the New York Jets, excuse me, and the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins can still, the Dolphins who are in the hunt right now can still make the playoffs. And this is what's going to affect Pittsburgh if Miami wins. Now, I heard that the Jets are rolling with Joe Flacco. And the Dolphins are... Dolphins. I I'm not sure if they know who the who is going to be the Teddy Bridgewater. To Teddy Bridgewater or the Thompson guy, Peyton Thompson. I think that's his name. Um. So I I think he. They said there's if two is not healthy, then either one of those two guys will be the starting quarterback. But Nate, this is a crucial, this is a crucial week for the Dolphins because this was a team that started out with a like a six and three six and four record and they've just kind of went on a downfall though they've had injuries they've lost games that they should have won the Jets on the other hand they're gonna have to turn the page maybe they go away from Zach Wilson and 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 look look towards the future and I, I just don't think Zach Wilson is the answer for those guys I think that there was a lot of hype when he was at BYU but you know in his second year you think there would be some signs of growth and development but there there just wasn't and I think, I think that um, moving forward, I think they have to figure out who their true, what their true identity is, and what their quarterbacks going to be. Now, Robert Salah, I gotta give all the credit to him um, for 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 improving this Jets team from where they were the last couple of years. Now, Nate, for Mike McDaniel in Miami, this is a game that they have to win. This is a game that's gonna, that's this is a game that's going to uh, mean all the marbles. So, Nate, I. Depending on who their quarterback is, I, I really like the Jets in this game just because they still they're they're young. I think Joe Flacco still has one more go at it. Whether they win or lose, I I, I think they're I think they're gonna give it their all. So I think if if Teddy Bridgewater or Thompson's their quarterback for Miami, 
I, I don't see there being a a a, a site of 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 them of of them winning this ball game. The Jets have improved defensively a lot, but I just I if they're playing if they're playing a second or third string quarterback, and I think the Jets will I think I, I think the Jets will have a have an easy hand against against the Dolphins. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, but I think the Jets will probably edge out the Dolphins by a short one. Yeah, Pete, this game's gonna be very close. You know, both honestly with that A seed possibly coming in in the AFC, the Jets could be back. Say that you got say the Pittsburgh loses and Miami wins, they could jump up. But or actually it's there honestly I think the Jets are out. So you, I've taken the Dolphins. I think Teddy Bridgewater's starting. I know Tua his having is in concussion protocol. I still believe he's still there. He I feel bad for Tua, man. Tua is young. And this year he's shown a lot of promise adding in Tyreek Hill and Waddle together. Like his stats were really good, but he just he can't stay healthy and he keeps getting severe head injuries. And I think it's gonna start adding up and we're gonna have to see how that affects him down the line, Pete. But I like Miami in this. I think if they're still in the hunt, they're gonna fight their they're fight their asses off in it. And I I like Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's not the strongest arm, but I think they'll run the ball with Mostert and Wilson, and they'll throw quick slants to Hill in them, and that defense will come through. I I think the Jets are a dark horse contender next year once they trade Zach Wilson away, let Flacco go, sign sign White or whatever to the back as a backup, and go get a quarterback. Dude, they're quarterback away. Their defense is competitive. They have a young Garrett Wilson. They have that running back up there, uh, Carter, I believe his name is. He's got hurt. Or, yeah, he got hurt. So I think there's a lot of good. Salah's done a great job in New York. And I just – I think they're a quarterback away, and I keep hearing that they want to – he's like, oh, we, we're going to keep Zach Wilson – Dude, you've seen enough. Even the locker room doesn't seem like they're very stoked about him. Every time they bring in Mike White or Joe Flacco, they're all pumped. And you see, and they'll put it on the camera on Zach Wilson on the sidelines. He just looks like he's a, he's just, just sad on the sidelines, just sitting there. So I think he was overhyped. And I think that he either needs to go somewhere else and try and prove it, like a prove it team. Because I, I've seen nothing about Zach Wilson that tells me he's a future starter or star in this league, Pete. So, but yeah, Pete, I'm going to take Miami here. I think Miami comes through. This cl- this game will be very close. Nate's taking Miami in a matchup, and Nate they they have a lot to play for. I like Mike McDaniel, his first year as head coach for the. The Dolphins, young funny guy with a lot of with a lot of charisma. Did you see that they might fire him, Pete? Really? Yeah, there's speculation that they there's people saying, well, since they're blaming him for the Tua situations, and I'm like, it's football. He Tua just landed wrong. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, there's speculation that they might fire him, and he'd have a job within the next day if that happened. Oh yeah, I hope not. Without a doubt, but let's. Hope for the best, and yeah, we'll go from there. Another, another, uh, as we we just talk about our playoff scenario games here, a another 
uh, obviously the Chargers play the Broncos and the, the, the Chargers have already clinched a playoff spot for the first time since 2019, I believe. So they're able to get into the playoffs. They're going to play the Broncos and Nate, the, the, the Giants and the Eagles and the, the, the Giants making the playoffs for the first time since 2018. And I, I think this is, this is the next step for this, for this football franchise. They've, Danny Dimes have shown uh, quite the signs of improvement. He's got 15 touchdowns, five interceptions with 3,200 yards passing. Saquon Barkley has 10 touchdowns on the season. So they've they've improved in positive ways. They've had some negatives, but they started out the season 7-1, and one, and they were able to finish 9-6-1. and one. So they – this team, they, they've, they've – the uh, Dable, their head coach – He's first year head coach for these guys, and, and you know you got you, you got to give him a, a hand for 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 what he's been able to do with this with this franchise and this team. Now we look at the other side of the ball. It's the it's the Eagles who could possibly Eagles could lose that uh, that number one seed um, if they lose, and then the Cowboys win, and they're uh, and and there's going to need some help. Cowboys will need some significant help, not significant help, but they're just going to need some help since they've already beat them and have a tiebreaker, but. You know, Jalen Hurts, it, it's questionable right now if he if he's going to be the starting quarterback. I don't, I haven't heard any reports this week, but they've had Gardner Minshew the last couple of weeks, and um, they've they went from thirteen and one to thirteen and three, Nate, and they, I guess, I guess the one loss that they've had since then was 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 when they lost to uh, the Commanders, and that was like uh, week week eleven, I believe. So. They they lost two in a, they've lost two in a row. They lost to the Cowboys, then they also lost to the Saints last week. But I, I don't think it I don't think it matters too much if the Eagles lose. It just depends on who their quarterbacks who their quarter what their quarterback play is going to be. So Nate, uh, Giants have already clinched the playoff spot. I I think the Eagles are going to ride with the uh, the Eagles may just ride with Minshew if even if Hurts is healthy, um, but. I, I would also be I would also watch out for the Cowboys and what they might be able, what the damage they might be able to do this week to try to secure the number one seed. Uh, yeah, Pete. Yeah, it, this is going to be. I don't think anyone. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to play that number one seed right now for Philly is a big thing. You know, we have a buddy who's a Philly fan. And he's saying, "Yeah, we have to start Hurts. We have to start our starters. We have to win." We have to get the number one seed to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which I can understand. I think that bringing Jalen Hurts in, though, would be very controversial. I think that say that the NFC doesn't do the eight-team thing like the AFC is, they would have a bye week, and I'd give him another week to rest, rest this week, rest next week, and I think he would be okay. The Eagles have been exposed the past two weeks. They've been trying to run the same offense through Minshew that they do for Hurts. And no offense to Minshew, he doesn't have the legs and mobility to get away from defenders like Jalen Hurts. So it hasn't really worked. You know, the Dallas game, Minshew didn't play horrible. He made some couple bad picks, but not too bad. Last week was a wide-awake opening. I mean – Losing to New Orleans and Andy Dalton, that was that's that's pretty bad. That team actually hasn't been doing very well all season. That's just a bad loss. And Minshew didn't play up to par. 
Uh, Lane John. It seems like the Eagles are getting hurt at the worst time. Pete. I mean, Lane Johnson, their top offensive lineman, he's hurt, and he's going to play through it throughout the playoffs. He's not going to play the rest of the regular season. He's going to come into the playoffs and play hurt instead of getting surgery. Jalen Hurts is hurt. The CJ Gardner is hurt. It just seems like everyone's getting hurt for the Eagles, man. And I like what um, the Giants are doing. I'm happy they made the playoffs. I'm really happy for Brian Dable. You know, there's a lot of criticism. Like, well, I think that he's a he's the guy who would uh, he he was under McDermott. McDermott called everything. Brian Dable's proven it. And, you know, there's speculation whether the Giants will sign Danny Dimes. And I don't know about if I would. He's had a de- he's had probably his best season and his one season that he needed to prove it. So I think they'll give him maybe a two- to three-year deal. But they need to get wide receivers out there, man. Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay's got to go. He's, like, robbing them. He's, he's signed that big contract in. You know, Pete, if Kenny Galladay catches 67 passes, he gets $700,000. Wow. But, yeah, but it won't happen. But I like Barkley, but Barkley can't do it all his own. You know, like, he's he's had knee injuries, man. He can't keep carrying that team. The defense is starting to show up. I know they slowed down and they started showing signs of it, but they keep competing. That's the key. The Giants are a competitive team. They play down to the wire, and I like what they're doing. I just hope that they get them some wide receivers out there. You know, they got rid of Kadarius Tony. I hope they can find somebody, somebody, if they bring Danny Dimes back, get him somebody because he can run. You know, he's had a couple of times where he slipped when he almost scored touchdowns running, but it's just a meme thing. But, yeah, P, I, I'm going to take the Giants here. I think the Eagles are going to lose out. And I think the Cowboys could have the number one seed, but I am not saying it's going to happen, but it it could happen. So I'm going to take the Giants. Nate's taking the Giants in a matchup over the Eagles, thinking as if the Eagles were going to lose out. And I, like I said, I I think whether whether the Eagles have Hurts or or Minshew, I, I think they the Eagles still have something to play for, um, and that's securing that number one seed right there in the in the in the, in the NFC now. Depending on what happens if they add the eight team in, then it won't matter too much. They just have home field advantage. Nate, a, a couple more games left that are playoff matchups. We talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to be taking on the Washington Commanders, and the Cowboys are in a similar situation. They can, they too can clinch the number one seed if if uh, if the Eagles lose and they need a win and some help. So the Cowboys, Nate, we've talked about what they've what they've done all season long. A team that's been able to turn the page, and um, Dak Prescott has been playing pretty good football. He's got twenty two touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, and um, yeah, thirteen hundred yard uh, uh, receiver and and CD Lamb, who I was fortunate enough to have on my fantasy team, and and uh. Was able to get a uh, championship this year. My first year as a as a as in, in fantasy. My first year, my first time winning the championship in fantasy football. So that's how I'm gonna say that. But CD Lamb kind of carried me the way there. So um, this is uh, again like the the Commanders. You know, I, I I don't I couldn't remember if they're still in the playoff picture. I think they may have slipped, but they regardless of what happens, like the Cowboys. 
Cowboys have shown signs of improvement defensively over the last couple of weeks. They've kind of been in a, in a, in a hit and miss mode, but at the beginning of the season, man, this defense was rocking and uh, you know, Dak Prescott goes down. They have Cooper rush and Cooper rush, you know, goes three, three and one and, and a few games that he played. So I, I think Nate, this Cowboys team, they've, they've, Started to, they need to add a couple more pieces to that. Maybe that defense or maybe an offensive lineman, but um, I I think that this team is trending in the right direction. They could they could uh, they could probably use another wide receiver to uh, to 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 help out with Gallup and and Noah Brown and and CD Lamb. But I I think that this this Cowboys team they they could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. I, I think this there should be no reason why they shouldn't be able to possibly bring a bring a LeBron trophy back to back to the Jerry's world so but Nate I like the Cowboys in this matchup I think it's it's going to be a, uh it's an important matchup for seeding um and two I just don't think the commanders have much to play for right now yeah Pete I agree this matchup's pretty easy for me uh it I I'm pretty happy that Heineke said to put in Sam Howell and give him a shot to start you know Heineke has been the starter for the majority of the year for the commanders once Wentz went down. And, you know, the commanders, after last week, Ron Rivera in his press conference found out after saying that he's going to start Wentz and Wentz playing the worst game I've ever seen. He threw like three picks. He had two picks in his first four throwing attempts. He was horrible. And he goes, and they tell him, "Hey, yeah, you you just got eliminated." He's like, "Oh, I didn't even know that we were good. We were even had a chance again. I thought we had a chance." So Ron Rivera really messed that up. But yeah, P, I think the Dallas. This is a great game for them to prove it. Dak and all them to get on the same page. You know, last week, I I watched the Tennessee game. Even if they won, I saw Hendershot. He dropped one into the Tennessee defenders' hands. I saw another receiver do the same thing. It seems like a lot of Dak's interceptions are off the hands of his own receivers into the hands of the defenders. Uh, honestly, I agree with you on the wide receiver take. They need to get someone with CD. I uh, I understand that they paid a, an arm and a leg for Ezekiel Elliott and Dak, but letting Amari Cooper go for a bag of like Doritos – for, to the Browns for a six-round pick. And what Cooper's doing there in Cleveland with Jacoby and now Deshaun, I feel very bad for Dak because he lost his number one option. And CD's been really good, don't get me wrong, but they Gallup's coming off a torn ACL. He's not the same player, and Noah Brown isn't Cooper either. So they need a solid number two for him, and I think they'll get it in the offseason or the draft. So... Yeah, Pete, but this matchup, it's a safe pick. I'm going to go ahead and take Dallas's defense against Sam Howell. I'll take the Cowboys. Nate's taking the Cowboys and a matchup over the Commanders who are eliminated from playoff contention. So, Nate, another matchup that's big. It'll be the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers NFC North matchup. Nate, we talk about this Detroit Lions team and Dan Campbell. A team that only won what four or five games last year. A team that's completely—they're still building. Don't get me wrong, but they turned the page on that. They started out one six, and now they're eight and eight, 
with a chance to to make the playoff, Nate. And it's for this franchise, this is what they need. They have young, good talent, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. They have Jamal Williams. The defense is looking really good. They got Jamison Williams, who's who who they drafted this year from Alabama. The 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 Jared Goff is still playing at a high level, but this defense is this defense is good, but they need one or two pieces to 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 not have to fight for one game to get in the playoffs. Maybe they maybe maybe next year they come back and they're a nine ten win team. But that's that's just improvement from what from what they had the year before. Nate, the Packers have the Packers probably have one of their shakiest seasons. I mean, I, I think ever since Matt LaFleur has been coached, they've won 12 plus games. And this is the one year that they haven't won 12 plus games, but they've had a young, lot of young, young rookie wide receivers um, to, to work with. So, but Aaron Rodgers didn't let that get the best of them. They're eight and eight. Nate, this is a big matchup in Lambeau and you know how it is in the frozen tundra in, in January. It is not an easy place to play. Now, with that being said, I'm looking at I'm looking at the weather that's supposed to be in Green Bay, and right now it's game time temperature is supposed to be 30 degrees, so it's gonna be a little cold. And you know, as as the Detroit Lions are so used to playing in an indoor uh, indoor stadium at Ford Field, Nate, this is a big matchup for Green Bay. As much as I love to see Dan Campbell. And these guys make the. I think I think the Lions would be fun to watch in the playoffs, but I think Green Bay finds a way to, to sneak in there. I'm taking the Packers at home. Yeah, I uh, I'm taking the Lions. I love what the you know they're the Bears rivals, and I am I do not want to see Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in there. And this might be a bit biased, and you know the Lions are a rival too, but the Lions are the team that are just that hasn't been good in so long. Even with Stafford and once Calvin Johnson left, they really never made the playoffs but once, and then they got washed out in the wild card round. But this year, man, they're fun to watch. I love watching the Lions, man. They have a two-headed beast in running back. Jared Goss playing probably one of the best, better seasons since he left the Rams. And you have a Monroe St. Brown and Reynolds. And that defense, you know, they're not very good, but they're, they, they keep it competitive, and it's interesting. I want to see the Lions win because I. what sucks, Pete, is that we also – we've talked throughout our podcast the past, like, four weeks. We also want to see Geno Smith and the Seahawks make it. So it's either I pick the Seahawks or the Lions because the Seahawks have to lose for the Lions to make it and then beat the Packers. So I'd rather see the Lions in there because I feel like they're – their offense is really scary for any team. So I think that I would definitely take the Lions in this matchup. I don't think the Packers' defense can stop that offense, and I I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to bring it. So, yeah, Pete, I'm going to take the Lions. I think the Lions are going to make the playoffs. Nate's taking the Lions in a critical matchup in Green Bay over the Packers. Nate, with that being said, we are out of time, and it's it's going to be an interesting week 18 in all of NFL. And next week we'll next week we'll cover um, the 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 playoffs, the the wild card, and all that good stuff. Who who our Super Bowl predictions are going to be? 
and what to what to expect. And we're gonna hit on some NBA and college basketball next week. So, Nate. With that being said, let's, uh, let's hope hope it's gonna be a good week eighteen. Let's hopefully I uh, hope in my state. Hopefully, I make this trip out to Pittsburgh. Hopefully, it's worth it. Whether they win or lose, if they win and don't make the playoffs, hey, I'll, I'll take a win. I'll take a win and and a, a nine and eight record and grow from it. Versus you know being able to say, hey, we. We, we had to have help for the playoffs. But, you know, if that's the case, then, yeah, hopefully we make the playoffs. Hopefully it will be a part of that of that Steelers Steelers ride and watch them, watch them get in. So we'll see how that goes. I'll be taking off here in about uh, an hour. It'll be a five-hour trip there to Pittsburgh. Should be a fun trip. And uh, go Steelers. So, Nate. Yep. Have a great Bron- weekend. Have a great weekend, man. And you want to lead us with Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> Have a great weekend, folks. We would like to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to like us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram for more news and updates. We'll see you guys back here next weekend on the Money Shot Sports Podcast.